Hey, welcome to the Hero Collective Podcast, where you'll learn to reinvent your faith, rediscover your unique purpose and identity, and learn to flourish by design. I'm your host, Ian Smith, and I am so glad you joined us. Here's what you need to know. It's time. We are going to talk about transformation. So welcome here. Uh, We're going to dive right in. The Hero Collective is about reinventing faith and brotherhood for guys. And so um, we're going to talk more about that. We talk about transformation. But today we're going to talk about experiencing God, experiencing God. And what I mean by that, I guess, really is learning about this, this, um, this aspect of God called Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Do you know him? I didn't. Or I didn't know how to know him. Or I didn't know what he was doing in my life. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. When I ran into the fight of my life with anxiety and depression and nothing worked and God's word doesn't, didn't bring me any peace and I prayed and prayed like I'd prayed before and nothing helped, I knew I needed Holy Spirit. I know I needed to learn Holy Spirit and how he works in my life. So we're going to talk today about experiencing God. Why should you and I experience God? Because it's a key to us transforming. Well, why should we even bother transforming? Why, why do we need to do that? Well, this process that the Bible calls sanctification, it's a big fancy word, literally, in my opinion, means change. It means learning to grow into who Christ made us to be and more Christ-likeness, more into the image of our hero, Jesus. This guy who walked on the earth, yes, he was a man. He walked on this earth. He walked in communion with the Father. He walked empowered by the Holy Spirit and he walked in perfection on this earth. And he gave us a model. He showed us of what it could be like for us to live as believers. That's what Jesus did. Romans 8, 28, 29 says that for he who foreknew, he foreknew, he He predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Did you know that the will of God for your life is that you look more like Jesus tomorrow than you did today? Like if that's all we ever focused on, that's a a pretty big deal. So where does experiencing God come into that? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Why do we need to experience God? Because it's a key to transformation. I want you to take a look if you you get a second. Go to 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. We're not going to spend a lot of time in theology because again, we don't, we don't, I don't, I want to reference the Bible, but go and make some study for yourself. Go and look at these scriptures and see what the Lord says to you. But here's what it says. It says in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, it says, now the Lord is the spirit. Now that's a profound statement. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Think about that for a sec. Let's chop the first part off and let's just look at it. Now, the Lord is the spirit. Interesting, hey? When we talk about interacting with Jesus, following Jesus, that he's our Lord. When the Holy Spirit came, when Jesus said in John 16, it's far better that I go and he come. Now, the Lord is the spirit. Now, the Lord is the spirit. If we want to follow the Lord, we have got to learn to follow the spirit. That is a huge key because I've been to churches and I've been around and in sermons, I almost never hear people talk about the role of Holy Spirit in a life of the believer. Oh yeah, we have the word. We talk about the word all the time. We talk about having to know the word and we, we make our own, we, we make, we make the word the be on the end all. 
We study the word, we tear apart the word, we exegetically preach the word. None of this is wrong or bad, but it's out of balance if we don't understand that it's the spirit that we walk with daily now. Do we need the word? 100%. It's not incomplete. It's not incorrect to say we need to know the word. In fact, we have to know God's word, but it is incomplete. We can't stop there. Why do so many of us ache for change? We walk powerless. We don't see the change we want to see in our life. And unfortunately, the word, the world doesn't come to the church to, to find transformation, to find help for their marriage, to find career advice, or to learn how to run a business or any of these things. Why? For health, for wholeness, for healing. Why is it? Because we're not experiencing the transformation that we long for. And this scripture says, now the Lord is the spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. Now the Lord is the spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Freedom. The hallmark of the gospel is freedom. We want to see transformation. So why do we need to experience God? Because it's a key to transformation. The rest of that scripture is, but we with it all, all, sorry, but we all with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. How? Pardon? What? How? By the spirit of the Lord. We have got to get to know Holy Spirit. That's why. That's why we need to experience God because the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit is our key to experiencing God at a level where it allows us to transform. It brings the character and the nature of God into reality in our life. God, do you not ache for that? How many of you just want your brain filled with this so you can go argue with your neighbor? I don't. How many of you want your brain filled with this? Because it's, it's some Christian world that you get to pass on to your kids and say, you know what you need to learn about? You know, here's, the, here's what the word says about, you know, your kids don't need to know the Bible. They need to know God. They don't need to know the Bible. They need to know God. And I don't mean they don't need to read the Bible. I'm saying if they stop at the Bible and they don't have an experience with God, guess what? Their life's not going to change. It's just going to become another theory, like evolution or like what they learn at church and how to balance an equation or how to do algebra or anything else. A Christian worldview is important, but it's not important enough and it's not powerful enough to change the world. People living out an experience of the truth of God's word, that is, living in transformation, living it out, pursuing God, carrying his presence. Okay. I'm getting off. All right. We need to experience God. Why? For transformation. And our belief systems are formed. This is very immature, but I'm, I'm, this is a very immature view, a very immature presentation of this view. But beliefs are formed by a bunch of different factors. But one of them is taking in new information and having it merge with our emotions and an experience. An experience and information creates a belief. I know that's a very simplified version of the neuroscience and this, of belief. There's lots of study that goes into it, but listen. Your body's processing information constantly, all the time. It's shredding information. If it doesn't fit in this grid, then it's shredding it. I don't need it. Do I need this? Is it any good? Is it important? No. It's when new information or information and an experience come together that a belief system is formed. So the Bible tells us this in Hebrews, right? Or sorry, in, in, in Romans 12. In Romans 12, right? That we are 
we, we don't want to be conformed to the uh, pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our thinking needs to change. So it leads us into what? What is experiencing God? What is transformation? What is experiencing God? Experiencing God is allowing the Holy Spirit to reach down into our souls and engage not just our minds, not just our brains, but our heart and our minds, our, our sorry, heart and emotions into an experience and our walk with God. That's what experiencing God is. Experiencing God is, a, is not just knowledge of him. It is actually something where we are, we are, we are on, on other levels than just an intellectual level. We are actually sensing and living in a reality of God's presence in our lives. That's what experiencing God is. And has to change our beliefs first, right? Experiencing God is working at the level of our intellect and changing our beliefs so that it can change the way that we actually see and outwork ourselves in the world and outwork God in the world. That's what experiencing, we need to experience God because it's a key to transformation. We need to see our belief systems change and our beliefs won't change unless we have an experience with information and those two come together, information and experience. It's one of the reasons why we're designed the way we are. Why did God give us an imagination? Because as a creature, we need to see on the inside first. God, need, We need to live in the experience of what God's truth is before we can see it outworked in our life. I want you to think about transformation like that. I want you to think about the, the importance of experiencing God like that. Is that when we can see and experience and live in it. Look, personal development already knows this. The personal development gurus, how many times have you ever heard about putting up a vision board for your life, right? Because we are such a powerful creature, the way that God made us humans. We're so powerful with this imagination he's given us that he's given us the ability to image forth the truth, a reality that isn't, isn't present yet, a reality on the inside of us. We can live in it. We can envision it. We can sense it, taste it, feel it. It has to be born on the inside of us first. We can't have what we've never seen. And that's why experiencing God is so important. Hey there, just a quick announcement. If you hear us referencing a group, it's because for guys that are looking to reinvent their faith and to join a brotherhood of men who are just going after God and going after their unique identity, I'm inviting you to join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash a hero collective. You can search us out with the search bar, just put in there a hero collective and you'll find us ask to be invited into the group. It is private. We do ask that people join the group because we're really just wanting to make sure people who come in are really passionate about going after God. Now, you don't have to be a, a Christian for a long time. In fact, you know what? If you're open to hearing about God and hearing about Jesus, hearing about the Bible and hearing about how it has the power to change your life, you can join us. A lot of our talk is going to be around the Bible, about finding our purpose, and I invite you to join us no matter if you're a new Christian or if you've been a Christian for a long time or you're just kind of seeking things out. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash groups slash a hero collective and we would absolutely love to have you. All right, back to the podcast. When you look at the New Testament, you'll hear me say this over and over, the word no is not just intellectual knowledge. It's knowledge and experience. To know is to experience. We have to know. And the ministry of the Spirit 
is to lead us and guide us into all truth, right? We know it from John 16, I think it's 13. Jesus said, I got to go away. The, 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 the helper will come and he will lead you and guide you into, into an experience, into the truth. He won't just lead, he won't just tell you the truth. He's going to lead us and guide us into the truth. Into the truth. The whole tense of that little scripture, and I'm no Greek scholar, but is a future experience. It's a future tense. It's something that that he is going to guide us into an experience of the truth of God's word. Okay, so how? How do we do this? How do we do this? We need to learn to invite Holy Spirit and be intentional. I was just talking to, to Shirley, my wife, about this this morning. To be intentional about inviting Holy Spirit to speak to our heart and to lead us and guide, in, guide us into all truth, including when we read God's word. How do we do this? I've said before that this, this is full of a passage of scripture is an invitation, not just something to know, but somewhere to go in God where he will use this as a jumping off point for you to experience him in a whole new way to experience him in a way that is life-changing and it's it's holistic that it integrates truth into every area of our lives not just here but into our hearts into our emotions to experience and when you're reading the word in the morning in the bible you read you're reading the word and the word's reading you right the, that that's the first step is when you read the word do you read the word or do you allow the word to read you do you approach the word as if it has something to read in you first, as opposed to just thinking about it. Do you read the scripture and invite it to read you? What do I mean by that? Okay, like literally, my Bible's open to Matthew. Okay, let's just, let's just try this. Let's try this. I, I, I wasn't planning on this. We're just going to try this. Okay, um, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? The lamp of the body is the eye. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Where are my eyes these days? Where they shouldn't be. Where, where are my eyes? What are my eyes on? Are there things in my life right now? Because this passage of scripture, it promises me. It says to me that if my eye is good and single, then my body will be flooded with light. That sounds like amazing revelation for me. That sounds like life, light. It sounds amazing, uplifting, optimism. It sounds like exactly what I want. I want light. I want truth. So Holy Spirit, show me. Is there an area in my life right now? that my eyes are on that is not bringing in light. And you have your journal ready. And the first thought comes to your mind, you write it down. And if it doesn't make sense, you don't judge it. You say, Holy Spirit, talk to me more about that. Or maybe it's Father, talk to me more about that. And you just sit, wait, let the Bible read you. Let the Bible speak to your heart. 
you know, not that long ago, I was in Psalm 1, right? Uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of, of the ungodly, right? Or stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful, right? Psalm 1. Do you read that and do you just let it hit you here? Or do you, okay, Lord, where am I? Okay, Father, help me. Holy Spirit, where am I walking in counsel that's ungodly? Is there anywhere in my life, search me and know me. Remember the prayer of David, right? Search me and know me. Know if there's any wicked way in me. My anxious thoughts. Where is this anxiety? Where am I walking in the counsel of the ungodly, right? Allow the Holy Spirit to bring back scriptures to you. Allow him to bring experiences to you. He might remind you of something that you, you connected to, that you were watching online, or that you're something that is advising you, or someone that's advising you, or something. Or you may just sit and you, there may be nothing. And then you just... Thank you, Lord. Lord, where is there an area where I'm standing in the, in the path of sinners? Lord, what does it mean to stand in the path of sinners? What does it mean for me to be standing in the path of a sinner? Just engage God, ask him questions, be intentional. And then listen, and why is it so important that we practice this? Because we have to practice hearing God. We have to allow God to experience, we have to allow ourselves to experience God. And the beginning of that is asking God question, learning to hear from him. Does he paint pictures in our mind? Does he remind me of situations? Does he bring a scripture to mind? Does he, well, how does God speak to us? And then when he begins speaking, if, if he, God, where am I taking counsel with the ungodly? Oh, yes, I, I do remember that. Yeah, Lord, I remember that there's a, I was, I was reading, I don't know, I was reading a blog about my health and my fitness and you know it 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 just never sat right with me and and uh you know that I that I should be doing this and and you know I've noticed that it's changed my life you know I you know I I I feel like I don't know it says I should be I don't know I don't know what it is eating more eating more you know grains I don't know what it is like I know that sounds silly but do you think that the Lord wants to be as practical as that I do you know, Lord, where am I sitting in the council of the ungodly? Is there anywhere? I mean, how, how dare I? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's some of the reasons why I think we don't even ask that question. It's like, Lord, are there areas where I'm sitting in the council of the ungodly? You know, but, it, but has the Lord never like highlighted a, a person in our lives and maybe we give too much? And maybe it's, maybe it's a hurt. Maybe it's something that's a hurt that we have. The council of the ungodly is something that, you know, maybe when we are raised, there's a, there's a way that we were parented that has left a mark on us. And maybe we're parenting now. We're, we're actually, we're, we're walking in the counsel of something that was an ungodly, uh, an ungodly teaching or belief system that was put in our lives through a, a situation that when we were growing up, Lord, you just never know. And so then when the Lord speaks, so here's the experience in God part. When he speaks and he puts his finger on something, yeah, you know what? You, you have that same pattern of anger like your, your dad did with you. And you said you never wanted to do that. You swore you'd never do that. You know what? You made a covenant with yourself that you'd never do that. And now yet yeah, you're doing it, aren't you? Yes. What do we need to do with that? I need to repent for that. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made a covenant. I'm sorry that I stepped into the place of, of authority and made a covenant and said I'd never do that, Lord. I, re, I just surrender that area of my life to you. Lord, how do you see me as a dad? Lord, where does that anger come from? 
And then when the Lord begins to speak, you allow him, write it down. Write it down. Allow him to speak to your heart. And then, so that's the confession point. Lord, like, where is it? Oh, yeah, Lord, I'm sorry. I did. You're right. I was angry this week. I was, I, I, I was judging my kids because they're different than me, because they approach life different than me. And, I, and I'm, I'm getting angry and frustrated because they see life different than me. But Lord, you're bigger than all that. And I repent for that. I'm sorry, Father. But tell me the truth. How, how do I need to think, Lord? What do I need to think about this? How do I need to be a better parent? Like, can, can, you, can you imagine just interacting with God on that level? And it doesn't have to take hours. But allowing him to paint a picture on the inside of you of what kind of adult you are, what kind of parent you are. And then, before you do anything else, allow the Holy Spirit to image forth in you what it looks like to live transformed in the truth. So the, the, the Spirit speaks to you about the role of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit that we are, you are patient. He's speaking to our hearts. Take a minute and imagine, under the power of the Holy Spirit, imagine the interactions you have with your children then. Go back to that situation you had where you lost and you, you lost your, your emotions, you're angry at your child or your wife or whoever it was, your coworker, and then allow the Holy Spirit to rewrite and reframe that situation in you. And then live the rest of your day, starting from the place of your imagination, the way that you know God says you are. Imagine walking home from work after a tired day and the, and the kids are running around and they're crazy and it might be something that sets you off and imagine how you'd respond in that moment. Allow the Holy Spirit to birth that new reality of who you really are into your life in seed form while you're just praying. And then walk out your day being anchored in the thought and the experience of you had with the truth of God. Try it. Try it. See what happens. And see that God doesn't begin to move in your life, transform your life. How? Because you're you beginning to live in a new reality and in the truth. The Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you into the truth. When you're, when you're with God. And giving you that experience of His truth that's going to carry you into guide you into these situations where you are going to live out a totally different experience than you have before. And if you go and you miss it, then you just do it again the next day. And that's the beauty of grace and mercy being new every single day. I hope this helped you. And I was a little bit all over the place. I didn't really, I didn't really expect to jump in, but, that, but that's exactly what I mean. Using a passage of scripture to read you, allowing it to read you, bring it to the Lord. Ask him to, if there's lies you're believing, if there's things that you need to change about your life. And then hearing the truth back from God, living in that place of truth and empowering and allowing the Holy Spirit to birth the truth, to make the truth a reality. Right in that moment that you can experience emotionally, you can actually experience the reality of God's word and his truth right there in the moment before you walk out the rest of your day. Watch that it doesn't change the way that you live. All right, that's it for today. Have a great, great rest of your week and we'll be back soon. Thanks for joining us. See ya. 